Thank you so much, Aleot, for joining us. Um, I've, I would like you to talk about yourself and tell us what you have been doing and why you are so interested in black culture and the black history of art. So um, thank you very much, Pearl, for having me on the podcast today. Um, I started A Black History of Art, which is my Instagram platform, in 2020, just before the lockdowns happened in the UK and in Nigeria. Um, and I was in my second year of university. And basically I was, I started the page in reaction to the fact that I hadn't studied any black artists in my first year of art history at Cambridge. And it was really a means for me to self-educate. And I started to do research and basically put my findings on Instagram. And I was interested in the way that black people were represented in kind of the European art that I was studying. And also in learning about black artists throughout art history. Obviously, um, I had no idea what was about to happen that year in terms of COVID and in terms of people being on their phone much more than they were before the lockdowns. And also, of course, after the murder of George Floyd and there was this resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. And it was then in June 2020 when the page kind of like blew up um, after only a few months of, I think I had like, I had probably less than 30 posts and then all of a sudden I was getting thousands and thousands of followers. Um, and so, yeah, it's strange because it started as a means to self-educate, but it ended up being like this um, kind of growing to this kind of into this thing that I couldn't really control. But um, it's, yeah, it's been fantastic to kind of see the way that the art world has evolved since 2020 and the things that have happened and what the page has, what's the word? Exploded. It, well, it, well, it exploded, but also what the page has kind of, the page itself has also kind of evolved and content has been changing mm. and um, yeah. In Cambridge, which other art, black artists you have actually read or study or are there any black artists that you have you were taught or to do research on so partly i guess i'm missing part of the story here because in my it was in my first year that they didn't teach us we didn't learn about any black artists and we went obviously from the classic kind of survey course going from ancient greece and rome talking about ancient egypt a little bit and then all the way up to like the present day kind of ending with carolee schneeman and andy warhol and the reason I started the page actually was because I took this incredible um, contemporary art paper, which was taught by a professor called Amy Tobin. And she worked at the Contemporary Art Gallery in Cambridge, Kettles Yard. And she taught us about, on, on this paper, she taught us about Isaac Julian and Glenn Ligon and John Comfer and all these kind of really well-known black artists um, from the UK and the US, because the course was focused on the UK and the US from the 80s yeah. onwards. And that was when suddenly like my love of art history kind of deepened. Obviously I already loved everything and I had been learning this very classic like Renaissance, like Dutch painting, like all of that kind of stuff. But when I started to learn a black, about black artists, it completely changed my perspective on what art is and it just deepened my passion for but it. But when you talk about these artists, Isaac, Glenn mm -hmm. Ligon, it's very, very different from the African art I've seen. Absolutely. So what is your take on that? On African art yeah. in general, on contemporary yeah. African art. On African art versus African making art mm 
mm-hmm. in U.S. or in England. I think, or they are formally educated. Yep, exactly. I mean, I think that different things are happening on the continent versus in the West. Um, I think that obviously, sorry, just to kind of backtrack a bit on my course. At no point did we study an African artist. Actually, like we learned about a few, mm-hmm. a handful of black artists who were based in the UK and the US, but never did we think about or touch Africa really. And um, I think, what is the main difference? I guess it's too complicated to. I mean, it's too simple to say that um, that like it's too simple to define it so strongly to say that this is what African artists are doing and this is what. Um, black artists in the in the West are doing because everybody's doing different things, but um, I think it's more easy to write. Into I think it has been easier for people to write um, black artists working in the West into art history than it has for contemporary African artists because a lot of artists are drawing on things that don't fall into kind of like ideas of the canon of Western art history. But the but that Western artists we're talking about African uh, and artists in UK or in um, or in US are more conceptual. Mm-hmm. And in Africa what I've seen mm-hmm. many artists are I mean they don't even understand what conceptual art is about. Yeah. Right? So so what are you thinking about because what I see is is there is um, the western way of thinking about mm-hmm. what contemporary art is. Western way we are thinking contemporary art is conceptual art. If it is not conceptual art, mm. they are not good artists. So mm. how is this going to be applicable to African art? Art because again, it's being judged by mm. the West. Yeah, it's being judged through the lens of yeah. Western contemporary yeah. art. Yeah, as I said, this is I always say this is mm. called, called and called a cultural colonization. Mm-hmm. Shin, yep. what is your thoughts about that? Um. I think it's interesting because obviously the I think that partly the reason why um contemporary African art or African art in general has been viewed as this kind of separate thing is because everyone who is an authority on art history or people who are sort of framing and shaping the way art history develops is looking at it from an outsider's perspective mm. and it's really important that Africans obviously are writing about and thinking about African art and people who are aware of the way that history has developed and the nuances of obviously being African from whatever specific African country you are whatever culture within those countries because as you know you went to Nigeria and within Nigeria we have obviously like the three It main tribes difficult. but then you know hundreds yeah. of languages um so I think um yeah I think it's really important that people who are totally aware of um like the history and the culture and the way things work and aware of the references that contemporary artists in Africa are making like when they draw on the past it's not always going to be from a western art historical um perspective how would your ig channel talk about that and address that because we have to address cultural colonization mm. and also um it seems that the world just want everywhere to look like the west yeah where's the homogeneous i mean yeah. this homogeneous culture is really invading everywhere because i think it's easier for people to just have a specific set idea of what something is so for instance lots of people have been talking about um contemporary african art and thinking about it in terms of figurative painting and i think that has been very easy for everyone like since i guess it started a bit before 2020 but post 2020 when suddenly everyone's trying to diversify and everybody's interested in 
black figuration and it's becoming this like huge thing. I think it was very easy for people to be like, oh, this is what the African artists are doing. Like lots of Ghanaian artists painting sort of bright background, mm. dark skin bodies and it's digestible. And it's like, this is African art now. Like you see, you've seen it everywhere um, on book covers, etc. How would your IG page, your channel dealing with this culture being homogeneous and also this colonization of culture. How are you going to show to the world that we have different, there's the diversity does not just apply on mm. colors, yep. but diversity of thoughts, yes. which is the most important things. So yep. how are you going to address that? It's really interesting that you say this because I guess with my page, what I'm usually trying to do is try and break away from a monolithic idea of blackness and of what black art is. And you'll notice that's why it's called a black history of art mm. and not a history of black art because there's no such thing as black yeah. art. And the point is on the page, you might have um, sort of uh, a painting um, by an indigenous Australian artist next to a contemporary um, Brazilian artist next to, because I also look yeah. at sitters mm. next to like a drawing by Pisanello of a black woman. And it's just kind of trying to break down to kind of present, um, how do I put this? Um, it's kind of trying to prevent people from thinking of blackness as monolithic or homogeneous um, and kind of show di the diversity of black artistic production and show, and yeah, I hope that kind of is a bit clear, but um, yeah. So what is African art? What is We can't define African it. Art? We absolutely cannot define it. Firstly, because when we speak about Africa, we're speaking about this continent with 54 countries, um, with hundreds of languages, hundreds of tribes and cultures. In Nigeria alone, as you know, like there is so much yeah. diversity and each kind of tribe and each culture has its own history that is separate to the others around it. Obviously connected in a way, but also separate. And we spoke about this earlier this week about how, you know, Nigeria as a country is a line that was drawn on a map by the British. Like it's an amalgamation of all these different cultures that probably have no business being a country, but here we are. Um, so that's why it's so, I mean, obviously we use the, the phrase African arts so much, but it can't, it's not saying anything very specific because each, each country is so diverse within Africa. So we can't say like, this is what African art is, or this is what contemporary African art is, because every, everything is so different. As a woman mm -hmm. in this art world, in African art world, do you feel discriminated or do you have equal chances? Mm, do you think, are you asking about in the African art world specifically or in the art world more broadly? African art world. Mm, honestly, I have felt, um, but your African art, well, you're living here as well. Mm, so, exactly. So, so that's, but nowadays it's like it's a digital. small bubble. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say, I haven't felt particularly discriminated against. I think actually I found that within the African art space, a lot of people have been lifting me up and have been giving me opportunities and have been encouraging me to sort of keep going and keep pushing and keep doing what I'm doing more so than in the broader art world. And maybe that's because it's a small bubble I haven't felt um I've almost felt very well I feel like I've been welcomed into it it's very strange because this has only been going on since 2020 and obviously I was still in university when this was happening so to have art historians and sort of authorities in the African art world um sort of reaching out to me and encouraging me that's been fantastic so I've I haven't I haven't felt 
particularly discriminated against in that context. And also there are lots of, um, well, not lots, but there are some women who I can kind of um, look up to, Bissy being one of them, unfortunately she passed away. Um, and yeah, there's, I feel like there's a, it feels very much like a community from my perspective. So I have not experienced it's that. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel any discrimination or anything in Hong Kong or China as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mm -hmm. felt it's free mm -hmm. and all that. Very different from uh, many, many ladies I, and I speak. Yeah. I, I have spoken to yep. in, and in the West, which is... And also in Nigeria, we don't... I'm not saying... I'm not going to say that there isn't sexism. Of course, there's sexism, um, especially because we're so strongly influenced by British culture, Victorian culture, which is like the most prudent of all. Um, but... Um, there is very much a history of women being strong and empowered. And um, there are also, I, there are lots of like stories about um, sort of like the market women who would go out and sell and make the money and bring it home to their husbands who would stay at home and like plow and like, mm. yeah, exactly. So there's like, the uh, obvious, like I said, there is sexism in Nigeria, but there's also a strong history of women being empowered and women being entrepreneurs, making money and like, being in in high positions. In this digital era, what do you think the role of a gallery will be? I think it's interesting the way that galleries are changing. And I think that a lot of young gallerists tend to have um, these kind of nomadic spaces and a really strong digital presence. Um, and I don't know, moving forward, I don't think that we're gonna move away from the physical gallery space. I think that would, be such a disservice to art because so, you sort of need to experience it in person but um yeah it's interesting that people a lot of artists careers are being born from instagram and a lot of galleries yes. are building their sort of audience first before establishing a permanent space um and yeah i mean in africa mm -hmm. i mean when i was in nigeria i haven't i couldn't say about south africa but in nigeria i mean you're people using the internet mm -hmm. from, from there's many art, an artists, a lot of artists yeah. so poor that they don't even have this, I mean, this way of using these digital mm -hmm. or communication. Mm -hmm. So how are these artists being recognized? There's not even enough galleries. How, how do you think that these artists' career will grow? Because I, I went to the market, I saw very good artists yep. in the market, mm -hmm. but there's no way that they can show in Instagram. Yeah. So how how do you think that that will be developed? Well, I think unfortunately it is the case that if I think a lot of artists need to have an Instagram page because it's visual and it also opens them to an audience that is not just based in Nigeria or based in Africa, but is international. And unfortunately, a lot of people say the Nigerian dream is to leave Nigeria. Like everyone wants yes. wants recognition. Yes. Um, beyond Nigeria, beyond Africa. Yeah, um, that's happened in and in China as yeah. well before. So um, for artists, like, I would say that I suppose there are um, artists in Nigeria who do sell their work sort of in the market and maybe that's... But um, but I, I actually see the work in art in the market and the work is very good. But then a lot of them doesn't even have an Instagram page yeah. or they don't, they don't know how to market themselves. And mm -hmm. are there not enough galleries? I mean, the market is like flea market. There aren't many galleries actually come to think of it in Lagos. Um, but I do think that there are 
beginning to be more and more, but I think that the approach that people tend to take is sort of finding perhaps recent graduates or people who have some sort of presence online. It's quite difficult to so discover. So what you're saying is mm -hmm. the gallery's physical role is still as important in Africa um, other than your digital promotion. Are you saying that? Um, I guess. I, I don't know. I feel like... Because the infrastructure there is not as like in, yeah, in and in other international cities. Yeah, I mean, I think this is actually a really tricky question. Um, so, how do you curate your Instagram pages, your channel pages? Who do you choose? How do you find these artists? Yeah, so I guess my page because the mission on the page is more to educate than to kind of build propel someone's career or something like i'm not it's a different goal with the page it's yeah. not like a gallery i'm not exactly. trying to sell the art yeah. it's purely just to show the diver to celebrate firstly the the diversity yeah black cultural production and um but my main aim with the page i think i kind of touched on it a bit earlier is to keep it diverse so show sculpture, abstract work, conceptual art, um, and try and keep it, um, how do I put it, like um, to sort of switch up um, the mediums that I'm showing. You see a lot of painting, I think, on Instagram because it translates very well onto yeah. a digital yeah. screen. Um, you don't see as much sort of installation or anything like that. So trying to keep it diverse in that sense and also trying to choose from as, choose from like select works from various different time periods. I, for me, yeah. I'm, I'm particularly fascinated by like the juxtaposition of having something from sort of the 18th century next yes. to something from now. I, um, and so, yeah, there's not that much logic to it. I think the whole point is that it's meant to be everything. You're, I don't want people to see the same thing twice and sort of think this is what it is. Like this is black art, this is African art or anything like that. Yeah, I, I don't want people to go on the page and be like, ah, oh, like it's, this is, she's presenting to us what, what a black history of art is. You know, I always say that Art is not about a passport. It's not about the colors. Mm. And and I have actually refused to join any art fair if they put a name called Asians or mm -hmm. Chinese. Mm -hmm. So now you are very strongly talking about black, black, mm -hmm. black. Yep. So don't you think that art is, art creativities is not about your color? It's not about, it's not about color. Mm -hmm. It's not about passport. It's about whether you have that gift or the not. The talent or not. Or not. Absolutely. So, so with this, you, I mean, of course, you know, um, the black artist has been disregarded and mm -hmm. now you're putting it back in, back, back in the important role. But mm -hmm. what do you actually think that is that color or mm -hmm. nationality or passport so important? Do you know what? It's not. And I actually wish that I didn't have to do this work, but it feels like something I must do simply because... I cannot believe that in 2018, 19, 20, like there, we did not think, we did not touch the work of a black artist on a Cambridge art history degree. I find that insane. So if that can happen like this in, like that was what, three years ago now, if, if that can be the case, then it shows me that there's obviously a big 
problem. Gap. I mean, things have changed a lot, especially since 2020, but there's a gap and it needs to be filled. And I think that's kind of what propels me to keep doing this. Having said that, it's true, like color, passport, whatever, race, these things don't affect your ability to create art. But I think the reason why I do focus on black artists will always be because of trying to fill that gap and trying to make sure that like, we stay part of the conversation after this trend for, because we have to admit well, that, that there has been a trend. Um, the, do you think it's a trend or, or would it be, be of permanence that African art will be always celebrated? I hope it will always be celebrated, but I think in the way that it has been so, what's the word? It's kind of proliferated um, in the past three years. I feel like that has been crazy like that's a boom like you can say that this is like a we've reached like this kind of peak I don't know if that interest will stay this I don't think the interest will stay this strong for everyone else but anyone who works in the African art space obviously is going to keep doing what they're doing and it will stay relevant to certain people and of course things come and go different um, there are trends for different things at different points. I created um, a foundation called China Art Foundation in 2008 mm. And um, at the time, the whole mission about China Art Foundation is to make a bridge between the West and the East. Because what I find out is uh, when I was going through the, art, the Chinese art um, and art history or the contemporary art history or what, and, or what the artist's intention, what I read, read in English, is very different from what the artist is saying. So I had a lot of missing link until I met a brilliant professor who put all the link together. So I was advised to set up a foundation to create a communication between the Western, um, uh, between the academics, museum directors, curator in the West, uh, communicating with people, uh, with this, uh, with the academics, curators, and directors, and museum directors from China. Mm. So we did two closed door communication, and we start publishing books. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I was working with MIT Press. So we were publishing books. We were uh, supporting uh, uh, BM, VNA, doing lectures. So. That was the way to create this communication, whether it is um, a historical or it is, uh, it is co I mean, contemporary. Because I believe that just with that communication, it will be a better relationship between the West and China. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking is whether it is in your thoughts that you will be trying to create a foundation, or even just now I was asking you about an African art, art and archive, would it be in uh, what you'll be thinking of doing? I mean, again, I, I find that, I find it a little bit difficult to see how that could work simply because, for instance, a Black Artist Foundation or an African Artist Foundation, it's still far too broad like yes i know it just, because it just can't like it, your africa is it, so exactly um and me as an african but more specifically as a nigerian and then even more specifically as a yoruba person like that that it's just it can't i don't know how to <laughs> how to even put it into words it's too it would be too broad to have 
something like that. I guess it, it makes maybe, sense to have maybe, like a, a, may, a... Maybe because you're one person, but if you yeah. meet mm. someone a who network. has the same... And whole network, yeah. you could actually form... Absolutely. Form and a, to sort of bridge yeah. what bridge the gap between the West and Africa, I suppose. And even between Africans. Yeah, and even between Africans. And that, I think, is something really important and something that I would love to see happening more because as we spoke about earlier um the kind of connection between african countries is so much weaker It's than between specific african, african countries, african countries I, and the west so for instance nigeria visit, and yeah. the uk versus nigeria and kenya for instance like it's sad i think and i think so much could be gained if there was more intra-africa dialogue and connections between uh, art worlds and obviously everything else but yeah speaking from the art perspective it would be amazing to have more um Yeah, more dialogue between... Interrelationship. Yes, because uh, everyone looks out of Africa, I feel like, from my perspective. Some people might disagree. But I feel like, um, or let's say Nigeria, in Nigeria we tend to look at international connections as, or when we're trying to appeal to an international audience, we're not thinking about Africa, even though, of course, we're all different nations. We're thinking about Europe or we're thinking about perhaps Asia. Or, even when you travel. <laughs> yeah, and when we travel, I mean... I can only speak for myself, but yes, I think people tend to think about going beyond Africa rather than um, within Africa. So I think, yeah, that's a really important point that you raise. What is the art role in politics? I think I would say from my perspective, working within this space, everything that is to do with black art or black artists is deemed political, even if it's not political. And I remember interviewing this artist um, for a magazine and um, they asked me to ask her if her work is political. And I really thought that, I was like, this person is not making political work. She's just making paintings of black women's bodies. It's not, I, I, didn't, I didn't think of it as political. political. And of course, when I asked her, she was like, ugh, everyone, Everyone asks me this and no, it's not political. It's got nothing to do with politics. I guess it's made political because once you have a black body or a black figure somehow, do you know what I mean? Like, I know, and, I and, and it's personal. It seems personal to the artist, but I suppose once you put it out there, it becomes politicized and it feels like a statement. Any sort of black presence within the art space is political. You gain a lot of followings during COVID. Can you tell me, do you, can you tell me the reason? Do you know the reason why this happened? Um, I think partly to do with the fact that, of course, with everyone being locked down, a lot of attention was turned to the phones. But also the most obvious reason is that there was the resurgence of Black Lives Matter. And the real boom in followers came in June 2020 in sort of like the first couple of weeks after the murder of George Floyd. And actually, I would say that, yeah, ev everyone had kind of like, shifted their attention towards blackness in all industries, art world included, of course. And um, I think partly because the page wasn't necessarily focused on black suffering or black pain or mm. all the things that we were kind of thinking about then. And it was a celebration of black cultural production, I think was an easy way in for people to kind of engage with blackness. But also, yeah, the way the waves of followers started coming then from that point on, it went from like, I started it in February and then by the end of August, I think I had 40,000 followers, which is just crazy wow. growth. And that happened, the first the first sort of wave of followers came because 
Katie Hessel, who runs The Great Women Artists and wrote the book, The Story of Art Without Men. We had been chatting even before um, before the resurgence of Black Lives Matter. I followed her, she followed me back because I was doing a very similar thing with black artists as opposed to with women artists, which is what she was doing. And we had been chatting and then this happened. And then I think everyone was sort of trying to figure out what to do to diversify whatever it was that they did in whatever industry. And so she decided to give her platform um, which I think around that time had maybe like nearly 100,000 followers. Um, she decided to give her platform to black voices in the art industry, mm. black women's voices. So I took over her page and then within a day from like, I think I had like 300 followers, it went to like 9,000. And then another wave came when someone made an infographic, which I don't know if you remember in 2020, there were so many infographics, yes. like like people trying to explain yeah. like, ways to understand blackness, how to overcome like white privilege and like all of these kinds of things. And this infographic was about, it was like eight black art historians, no, eight black historians to follow now. And my page was included included on that and lots of people shared it. And so it was actually hard for me to gauge where it was coming from. But then the person who made the infographic could see because people would tag him when they would repost and it was shared. I have no idea how many thousands of times, but it just kept growing at that point. I think that I, I remember it went from maybe 15 to 30,000 within the space space of a week, like doubled, like, and that was because everyone was suddenly interested. It wasn't organic growth. It was definitely um, because triggered the reaction. by what was going on yeah. around. And it had to be that specific context. I don't think that the page would have garnered an audience this big, um, if not for that, definitely, definitely not this quickly, maybe, maybe, over the years, but definitely not within like, you know. Did it push you to work harder? Yes, it really did. And I think back to then and I was like posting perhaps every day or every other day. And as the followers were growing, I was just like, okay. Like suddenly there was this responsibility on me to put content out, but also it was locked down. There wasn't much going on. I remember I had my finals for my second, I had my exams for second year as this was all happening. And yeah, I'm really glad that I sort of, kept going with it at that point because I think it helped to kind of lay a foundation that has led to the career that I've have now have. How do you break through to this elitism and establishment culture? In the art world. In the art world. Um, I think with the page, I'm trying to kind of move away from the sort of intimidating and elitist nature of art institutions like museums and things and even of art history it's it's a very elitist yeah, subject to is, study absolutely. at university and it excludes a lot of people because let's not even get into that but um but I think with the page um the language that I use I try to keep it very simple so it's not like the kind of language that I would use in a like art historical essay no kind of jargon no stuffy language just trying to keep it readable also it's on Instagram no one's kind of well maybe some people are but I think most people aren't going to read a very sort of heavy, dense text um, on Instagram. And so I think having sort of this very accessible um, approach to art history has what has helped the page do so well. It's clearly not written for only people who are sort of art history aficionados or other art historians. It's written for a general audience. Do you think movements like Black Lives Matter create more division? Um, I don't think so because I think a lot of people who aren't willing to properly engage with, with the discussion might think 
how can how can you say black lives matter surely all lives matter and that's what people like to say um but the point is that if all people were being randomly murdered by the police randomly um or excluded from art history for instance um then i guess that would be more equal but the point is that black people are discriminated against and are disproportionately murdered by the police and all of that kind of thing. Do I think it causes more division than unity? No, because since Black Lives Matter, I have seen a shift in attitudes. Um, I think people have been more willing to engage with the concept of racism and with the idea that we aren't living in some kind of equal utopian society where everyone is treated the same and it's colorblind and like all of that is not real. And I think that Black Lives Matter forced people to engage with the discussion in a more nuanced way i think it's harder for someone to just say the statement like i'm colorblind i don't see race like racism doesn't exist now because it's been so clearly exposed through that movement if that makes sense so um so i don't think they cause more division i think they do bring out the strongest aspects of people's um beliefs so i'm guessing i think that in the same way as I've seen developments and people are more willing to have discussions about hey, racism. The and Chinese is saying that, <laughs> that, how about us? Yeah. Do they care about us? Yeah. The same thing, you mean Chinese lives doesn't matter? But so, that's not the point. It's so, like the second that blackness is present, everyone assumes that it's like knocking out all the other things. And it's like, no, the point is that it's like, it's it's been excluded and we need to talk about it and we need to, I don't know, address you, it. It's bringing that awareness. Yeah. But um, I think it's sad that so many people see it as a threat. Like people see the presence of blackness as a threat to everything else, a threat to whiteness, a threat to whatever, or the focus on blackness. It's like, how dare you? Hey, because no one's used to seeing it. But however, today in the art world, mm -hmm. we, are, we are really Witnessing. I, if you are diversity, if you are woman, mm -hmm. if you are non-white, you have a better opportunities than a white male. Yeah, definitely. We were there was a huge conversation going on, on everywhere we were talking about it. If you are, yeah, if you are more diverse, the better it is. But what's interesting about the art world is that there is it's like sixty percent women, isn't it? Um, it's a woman. Women are in the majority. It is. It is. But the, but the problem is is you know we are so focused on gender mm -hmm. and so focused on colors. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd rather to have art world to focus on each each of the person's talent mm -hmm. and gift mm -hmm. instead of we are talking about colors, mm -hmm. passport, mm -hmm. gender. Because we need to categorize. Yes, because why should we categorize? Mm -hmm. Categorize what we should be looking at is their contribution. Mm -hmm. I think when things are taking, this is my personal opinion. I think when things are taking too extreme is also a problem. When people mm -hmm. ignore the fact, mm -hmm. it's also mm -hmm. something that we have to mm -hmm. to deal with it. Mm. And I think also, just quickly, a uh, point that is often shoved aside is the elitism thing in the art world. It's like, no, everyone's happy to talk about gender or race or whatever, but the fact that it's, you know, that the art world is so elite and is um, sort of really only accessible to people who can kind of afford the art world lifestyle, that's something that also needs to be addressed. So which, uh, what is your next stage of life? Which, uh, what are the things you are going to disrupt? So I think 
my next big project, which we could call disruptive, is my book that I'm working on with Murky Books, which is Stormzy's imprint of Penguin. And um, it's called Reframing Blackness. And oh, I like that. I yeah. love the topic. And it's, of course, a very general title. And that's, it doesn't give, the title doesn't actually give you, it doesn't tell you what the book actually it doesn't go into detail. I suppose it's not like a dissertation title that's very specific, but the point is the book um, looks at the relationship between blackness and art history. It's not trying to tell the black story of art or to tell um, a black history of art. It's it's doing something very specific. So Great. yeah, that's my next, my next. Wow, congratulations. <laughs>